leap of faith. Let's go. Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my partner in film, Devin. And today, we're going to be giving you our thoughts and insights on the Super Mario Brothers movie that just hit as of recording. It should be out on... March 5th, 2023. So, yeah, as of this recording, as you are listening to this, it should be out in theaters. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at Film Optics. That is optics with an X. Or you can email us at filmoptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, how you been, buddy? I feel like it's been forever since we've recorded, but it's really only been a week. But that's, like, pretty long for us all together. But how's your week been? How was your weekend? And, yeah, what, what have you been watching? Yeah, it has felt like it's been a little while for us. Um yeah, we had a nice little break, I guess. But now we're back into the swing of things because we got a lot of things coming out. March is over, but April is here, and they're still busy. That's all that matters. Uh, what have I been watching? Uh, I finished up Swarm. That was that was definitely an interesting one. Nice. So you you got you pushed through, huh? Yeah, it's it's like it's got it's got like American Psycho vibes. So it's like some you vibes, just like a crazy person as the main character makes it hard to to root for him, but. That's the point. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I also watched um, the Tetris movie the other day. Oh, the Tetris. Oh, you did? How'd you like it? It was decent. It was a little long, but pretty solid overall. It's it's like, it's like it's, how interesting can Tetris really be? That's what it comes down to. Like, it's a yeah. great game and all, but really, how captivating can that be? That is true. I, I totally understand that. It seems that, you know, this year has been like the year of like, either video game adjacent movie adaptations or just video game adaptations altogether. You know, we kicked off the the uh, first of the year with The Last of Us uh, hitting HBO. And, you know, now we have the Tetris movie. And now we have the Mario movie or the Super Mario Brothers movie. That's what they that's what they told me during my screening. They're like, when you refer to it, it needs to be the Super Mario Brothers movie. And I was like, okay, you know, that that is that is what uh uh, Nintendo wants. So <laughs> that's what we're going to give them. But yeah, uh, for me, I actually watched, uh, I've been prepping for Evil Dead Rise. Uh, this is kind of like, you know, the opposite of talking with Mario and all the, you know, the, the fun stuff. But I watched uh, the original Evil Dead, like the homemade video esque one. And then I watched Evil Dead 2, which is kind of like a requel of the first Evil Dead. Yeah, they're pretty similar. Mm. Um, and so up next is Army of Darkness and then the Evil Dead remake. And then I think I should be good to go. I'm not going to watch Ash vs. Evil Dead, the, the series, but I just wanted to watch the movie. So I watched both of the, the first two Evil Deads. I also watched uh, Suzume, which is a 
Japanese animated film that is hitting theaters April 14th. And I'm actually going to be covering that with a few uh, other um, fellow film critics that will be joining us. I think not until later on in the week, but outside of that, oh, speaking of Nintendo, I've been playing Breath of the Wild on my Steam Deck. <laughs> so that's a lot of fun as well. But yeah, I've been going through that. I kind of want to get into Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see for that. But I never finished Breath of the Wild and I was like, well, I'm playing it on a PC mod. So there's a lot of nice mods out there. Unlimited stamina. Um, your weapons don't break, which is awesome. So I am breezing through this story, Devin. It is fantastic. And I have unlimited hearts. I don't have time for deaths, but <laughs> there you go. I have like super powered link. Like I can't die. I can only die if I like fall like into like a muck, like, you know, into like a pit or like, uh, lava or something like that but yeah infinite hearts it's awesome and yeah i am i'm completing this game in probably half the time that it would take to be completed but with all that out of the way as we mentioned before we're going to be giving our thoughts on the super mario brothers movie that is now in theaters as of april 5th 2023 so if you're new here welcome the way that we break down our reviews is that we get into our initial reactions first which is our spoiler section then we'll get into spoilers um there really isn't a lot of spoilers for this movie uh so we'll kind of cross that bridge when we get to it but after that we will give our final thoughts and our ratings and then we will uh head into our closing segment so with all that said we will be right back after this introduction to the Super Mario Brothers movie. If you can finish this, you're coming with me. Watch and learn. And we are back with our The Super Mario Brothers movie review for all of you amazing Nintendo fans out there. And this movie is directed by Aaron Horvath and Michael uh, Jelenic and stars Chris Pratt, Anya Taylor-Joy, Jack Black, Keegan-Michael Key, and Charlie Day, just to name a few. And the story is as follows. With help from Princess Peach, Mario gets ready to square off against the all-powerful Bowser to stop his plans for conquering the world. And that's it. That's conquering. Conquering. There you go. <laughs> but that that is pretty much it like for this movie. Um the story is not deep at all <laughs> but let's get into our initial reactions because i'm curious to hear what devin's thoughts are on this movie because he usually texts me after he sees a movie and he's like wow that was really good or like wow that was really bad but he didn't say anything for mario so i'm going to pass it over to him so we can give his initial reactions for this film 
Yeah, I think that kind of sums up my feelings on the movie um, overall because I didn't didn't really have a strong feeling one way or the other. I think I think it was just kind of a fun time overall. Definitely felt like it was geared to more towards the kids than anything, which makes sense. I mean, it's a PG animated movie. It's got to be for the kids. Like we are not the the, tor- the core target target audience. No matter what we want to make ourselves believe, like obviously we we're the ones that have been playing it for years. Like all the millennials and above. Um, the older generations just kind of Mario is, is our guy. Like he's the one that's been around forever and he'll stay around forever, but it's not, it, it isn't necessarily made for us. It feels like, which is fine. Cause they got to get the kids. That's definitely a huge target audience for them. Um, I would say that the humor didn't really land for me. Um, just felt like it was kind of safe on the safer end. It feels like since the, the last time they tried to make a Mario movie was was so horrendously bad, I feel like they were playing this one a bit safe, which makes sense. I mean, that that was such a flop in the 90s, and it took them this long to even try to make another movie. So they're definitely going for the safer side here, and um, it shows. But I, overall, it looked amazing. Like This is some of the best animation you'll see up there with Pixar. Like, uh, What's the name of the... Um, illumination. That was universe. Yeah, illumination. Universal illumination. Like, yeah, like they're they definitely stepped up their game as far as animation goes. Uh, I never really watched the Minions movies or any of those. So I don't know if it's been like this, but it looked great. Soundtrack was great. Like, there's a lot to like, but then there's some issues too that we can talk about later. But just a fun time. Don't take it too seriously. And I, I think that's the perfect way to say it. Um, I I do have it's. I guess it's a little bit of a controversial. Thing. Well, not controversial, just when it comes to the who is the demographic for for this movie. I actually think it is for the gamer, like it is for the Nintendo fanboy. Like, obviously, yes, like this is a great movie for kids. This is a great movie uh, for families to go and watch. But there are so many Nintendo references in this film that, like you said, you know, for millennials and above – those are the people who are going to pick up on those, like 100%. Like, I, I tweeted out my uh, initial thoughts. I said that um, that the Super Mario Brothers movie is a fun video game adaptation with terrific voice acting throughout. The visuals are colorful, lively, and appealing, which is 100% true because it looks fantastic. Um, and Jack Black is the star of the show as Bowser. And I went on to say that this film is created for gamers and focuses on Nintendo's staple, nostalgia. That is why I think this movie was made for the old school Nintendo fanboy. I'm not saying that it isn't for kids because it definitely is. But I feel like when they were making this movie, their main goal was to hit the Nintendo fanboy Obviously, kids are going to come see it. Families are going to come see it. It is perfect for the kid demographic and for families um, altogether. But I feel like as they were making this movie, their main goal, as in Illumination's main goal and Universal's and probably Nintendo's, because, I mean, it's Nintendo. that, that Like I said, that, that is their bread and butter. Their initial intent was to grab the Nintendo fanboy and put them... In a theater. But yes, this is also for kids. Not saying that it isn't. So I just want to make that clear. <laughs> because. Yeah, yeah, the way I see it is as far as like the target audience for me, it's like it feels like the writing and overall story was, was definitely yeah. for the kids. Like they didn't really. Fair enough. They didn't really put in like many 
like feels like written jokes it's, it seemed like more it was like a funny noise or funny physical humor like there's not really yeah. many like oh that's a really funny joke or a really funny gag that's true I, I i will definitely agree with that it's odd because you have you know one of the writers helped with teen titans and like teen titans go to the movies that movie is hilarious yeah they didn't they didn't go for comedy for this one it doesn't feel like Let's take a quick break. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. No. Like, that was the first movie we ever reviewed, ever, was Teen Titans Go to the Movie. And I was blown away. Like, when I went out of that, I was like, okay, yeah. Like, kids are going to see this. Like, this is targeted for kids. Because, you know, we don't watch Teen Titans Go. But when we came out of that theater, we were so surprised. Like, I enjoyed this movie for what it was. I thought it was great. If I was like 10 or like 11 years old, I would have thought this is like the best movie ever. And I feel like a lot of other people are feeling the same way. Uh, Austin Burke, uh, he's a YouTuber. Um, not sure if anyone knows of him, but if you don't, definitely go check out his stuff. Um, he had mentioned that the Super Mario Brothers movie is going to work well for families. This massive world is interesting. The score is nostalgic and the nods are so much fun. Also, Chris Pratt is surprisingly good as Mario. And then he said the downsides come with the pacing and the inability um, to make the story overall interesting, which I definitely agree with that more so than anyone else's reaction. I mean, if you've ever played a Mario game, they're not necessarily known for their stories, but I feel like this would have been a great opportunity to make an interesting story since it has been such a long hiatus since we've had anything Nintendo related in the film or TV space because that first Mario movie did so bad that Nintendo was just turned off by the idea until now. And that's it's crazy, but I love the movie. Like I will go watch this again and again. I will buy this on Blu-ray. I will have all the fun in the world with it. I wish, you know, since this is a different medium and we've seen it with like Sonic the Hedgehog, I was more blown away with that. Cause I was like, Oh wow, that's a pretty interesting story for Sonic because Sonic doesn't really have much lore either. Yeah, I was going to bring up Sonic. That's the the obvious comparison because to me it it does remind me of that first Sonic movie where yeah I think the the main issue for me was like the human interactions that they were forcing upon you in the first Sonic with uh um uh, what was the main his name? Human character I forgot his I forgot his name he has a good singing voice though um something I can't remember his name James Marsden. James Marsden, he has some bars, but sorry, continue. Yeah, I I, I kind of got that vibe. Like the first 15 or 20 minutes of this one, they're in like the real Brooklyn with real humans and it just felt off. Like it just didn't feel right. And I was like, okay, this is kind of worrisome. When are they getting to the fun stuff? Like the actual kingdoms and the actual Mario world. 
And I kind of wish they would have, I mean, it's obviously a very short movie already, like an hour and a half. And when you're spending like 20 minutes of that in Brooklyn, yeah. I just kind of wish they would have cut that out. Similar to the, to the human portions of the first Sonic. I feel like they can mm-hmm. definitely cut that out in the second one and, and just have more exploring these bright, colorful, fun worlds instead. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the because Mario and Sonic, they, they have been rivals, you know, for platformers ever, you know, for as long as we can remember. So I think the closest video game adaptation we can compare this to would be the first Sonic movie. But I mean, Jim Carrey does such a great job, but even and then as Jack, Jack Black, Black as is Bowser, Bowser I know. Comparison. And then, and then Chris, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt is Mario. I mean, it, it, it's not going to blow you away, but you also don't really notice it's Chris Pratt, which I think is good. Mm. Like it's not distracting. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree there. It, it's not distracting whatsoever. I think everyone, when it came to the voice acting, did a phenomenal job. And this is just a fun movie. Like you said, it's not a movie that you need to take seriously. And me just wanting a little bit more story or just just an opportunity to expand the world, you know, with with a video game adaptation. Like, you know, they they've expanded that for The Last of Us. And they've done it with a little bit with Sonic, especially in the second movie, and even Pokemon um as well. So I was like, okay. They're yeah, like, that Smash universe if if all these companies can get along <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, that would be crazy. But yeah, I mean it's it is it's just a fun ride. Um, all together, you know, I could sit here and talk about, oh, there's no story. It doesn't really matter in the long run because, like, it is just a video game Mario movie. And I was gonna say that that Luigi got the backseat. Like, he definitely yeah. just kind of came and went, and then kind of came back at the end. But I'm sure that in the sequel, if there's a sequel, they'll they'll throw him more in there. I also I also really love Donkey Kong. I, I really like the Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. That's that's like the the one one time I got they got a pretty good laugh out of me. It was just the Seth Rogen laugh that always gets me. <laughs> like, just came out of nowhere in this one too. Mm-hmm. You know, for this movie, I think this is a great return to form for Mario. I think, you know, Nintendo can say, "Hey, this is in good hands." Um when it comes when it comes to it being illumination, I was a bit worried because I was talking to um, Mike and Leo about this, and we were, they were saying how you know illumination necessarily isn't known for their storytelling. Like I know a lot of people, you know, Minions is big, but I also know a lot of people who aren't super crazy about it. But I I wonder if like if a Pixar or another studio would have handled this would the story have been a little just more structured, but yeah, it's interesting because it seems like they've, they caught up to Pixar or at least I've gotten close animation wise, because this looks amazing. So now if they can kind of get the right storytelling involved and they can kind of really make it a closer comparison. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. But yeah, actually speaking of, um, you know, when it comes to Luigi and, you know, hopefully he'll be in a sequel, let's actually get into spoilers here really quick. Cause there's really only, there's two post credit scenes in this movie. So let's get into that really, really quick. So ladies and gentlemen, if you have not seen the super Mario brothers movie, that is your first spoiler warning for this film again. That is your second spoiler warning for the movie. So if you have not seen, we're just going to talk about the two post-credit scenes altogether. Because, again, there's really nothing to spoil. They showed a lot of, you know, the cool sequences. Uh, The Mario Kart sequence was probably my favorite because that was just. Yeah, Mario Kart integration was really well done. 
see, and that's, I wish they would have done more with that where it's like with the pacing, I felt like it was just a little bit too fast. Like I felt like this movie, if they would have given it maybe like 20 more minutes to flesh out a few more things, give like Luigi a little bit more screen time. I think that would have been in their favor, but you know, like, Oh, we have to get from point A to point B. It's like, yeah, let's take rainbow, you know, the shortcut, whatever. That was an awesome sequence. Like that was probably my favorite part of the entire movie. But let's talk about the two post credit scenes here really quick. So actually, do you remember what happens in the first one? Cause I totally forgot. Um, yeah, it was, it was just Jack Black singing his song again, or Bowser singing his song as, as the mini version. <laughs> peaches, 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 peaches. Funnily enough, Jack Black actually wrote that song himself. He did. The man himself. Tenacious D, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yes, sir. So, yeah, the first post credit scene was just, you know, something funny with uh, miniature Bowser in, in a little cage, um, you know, uh, playing his, I guess, his rejection songs after Peach told him, yeah, like, I'm not going to marry you kind of thing. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't mentioned Peach yet, which is, I think it's a good time mm. to do that. I really like how they changed, they pretty much changed up her entire character for this movie, which I thought was uh, the best decision they could have made. They gave her more agency as an actual character. She's not a damsel in distress, which I know the, the head of Nintendo mentioned was a very um, purposeful thing that they did because they, they kind of made her the main character in a way. Like Mario looks to her for advice. Mario is following her along the ride. Mario is learning from her the entire way. So she's kind of like the main character of the story, which is very, I think it was a very cool thing to do. I agree. I like how she wasn't a damsel in distress. You know, like she is just a princess that you save. And we've seen that kind of evolve a little bit um, with a lot of these other Nintendo characters having more of an identity um, all together, but you know, even her her course run scene was really awesome. I think Anya Taylor Joy did a fantastic job, and Peach was probably like, definitely one of my my favorite characters of the um, of the movie altogether. Um, w- when it comes to that, she is, um, yeah, like she was she she stood out like one hundred percent. I know like a Luigi doesn't get like a lot of love, but I mean Charlie Day did a great job as well, but. You know, it's it's just, you know, it's one of those movies where everyone, like, this was designed for people to just go have fun and be entertained, like, 100%. Even with Seth Rogen, like, he was great as Donkey Kong. You know, we get the little fire-up Donkey, uh, Donkey Kong all together. But, yeah, it, it was, it, that was a nice move by Nintendo, like, for sure. Um, so, for the second post credit scene really quick... It was the intro. We saw Yoshi's in. It was more of just like a glance over because I feel like they glanced over a lot. But it was a nice little reference there where we see like, you know, the, the herd of Yoshi's running through. And then we get the Yoshi. Well, he's hatching out of his egg altogether. And actually, really quick, I wanted to go back to Peach really one more second because since she is essentially like the you know the exposition character you know the character that every um that you know the the main protagonist looks towards which was mario that was done well on her side i just wish it was just expanded the lore was just like expanded a little bit more with the lore that's pretty much but yeah um what do you what do you think we're gonna get a second movie here as we uh, wrap up yeah i would imagine so based on what the the um, box office is tracking to be, I think it's around like 250 million opening, which is obviously really good for them. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for Yoshi. I'm always, been, I've always been a Yoshi guy. Like, if I'm playing Mario Kart, I'm choosing Yoshi. 
How can, how can you <laughs> oh. resist? See, I choose Toad when I'm choosing Mario Kart because when I was young, and I don't know if this is true or not, probably not, um, was playing Mario Kart 64 at um, at my friend's house across the street from me. And her, her brother had like N64, GameCube. And, you know, we would play Mario Kart all the time. And um, our my friend's brother would tell me, he's like, hey, he's like, He's, he's like, you, you want to beat Reka? I'm like, yeah. Well, her name is Reka. Her brother's name is Brandon. Or Brendan, excuse me. Brendan would say, hey, cheese Toad. He's the fastest. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, he's literally the fastest out of ev- all the other characters in Mario Kart 64. And lo and behold, every time, well, more so than not, I would say about 80% of the time, I would always beat her. And she was really good. <laughs> but yeah, I, I usually go with Toad for Mario Kart 64 or just Mario Kart in general. Um, either that or I, I, I like to show some uh, Luigi love as well. But I could totally see Yoshi is like everybody's favorite. Like, how could you not like that green dinosaur? It's a dinosaur with a fun tongue and makes cool noises. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it gotta love it but let's get into our final thoughts and ratings here as we wrap up so Devin, what are your final thoughts and ratings for the super mario brothers movie yeah final thoughts it's a fun time for the family like we keep mentioning if you have kids you're gonna see this movie because i imagine every kid's gonna want to see this movie because it's, it's it's for them and it's a good time and then there's also just enough easter eggs to keep keep us like engaged throughout like you'll notice a character here or there. You'll notice a, a musical cue, which I thought was very well done. Like there's a bunch of cues throughout that kind of perk your ears up. And then obviously just the Mario Kart and Donkey Kong and all of it just coming together. It's overall a fun time. Definitely some issues, like I said before. Kind of has that, that Sonic 1 issue where there's just too mm. much of the the non-magical world stuff. The stuff we don't really need to see. And then also Luigi disrespected, unfortunately. But I'm sure he'll get some love in the future. Yeah. Other than, other than that, um, nothing too crazy. Like, I feel like it's just a fun time. It's really short. Don't really look too deep into it. I know it's kind of getting some some bad reviews as of recording this. They're just now rolling out today from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. But I think overall it was solid. I give it like a 70 overall. Like, it has flaws, but enjoyable. Yeah, I was actually going to go with, uh, I was going to go originally with like a 75. I'm like, I'll, I'm going to give this like a solid, it's like 72 out of a hundred. Um, just, just a little bit higher only because, you know, I, I try to give as much praise to video game adaptations. You know, we, we are, we, we, we were gamers first, first and foremost, um, in, in this space ever since we were, uh, we lads, but yeah, uh, my initial reactions along with Devin, it kind of echoes what Devin was saying, you know, th- this is just a fun family movie, you know, whether you're a Nintendo fanboy or, you know, just a family or just a child just looking for something fun uh, to watch. Doesn't have a lot of depth, you know, really just mirror- mirrors on uh, Mario on that front when it comes to a lot of his games. But again, I wish they would have taken a little bit more of a risk and give it more a little bit more of a fleshed out story but like it is what it is like Devin said it's just like the first sonic movie where you know it's you know the villain's great you know the the story is fine but it is a lot of fun but i will say if 
Super Mario Brothers 2 is anything like Sonic the Hedgehog 2, I think we're going to be in for a treat because I definitely enjoyed the second one of uh, Sonic 2 a little bit more outside of the, uh, you know, human stuff. But yeah, so a 70 from Devin and a 72 from me out of 100 for the Super Mario Brothers movie. And that is a wrap on today's episode. If you like what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Optics. Again, that is Optics with an X. And always make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, or your significant other. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics podcast with a movie lover in need. And really quick, let's take a sneak peek of what's coming up next on the show. So as of now... We have our air movie review that we'll be dropping um, probably sometime the weekend after it hits because Mario and air both drop on the same day. So we're going to release, obviously, this guy first. Then we're going to drop some air, some air ball, air bud. I don't know. (laughs) Nike air, air Jordan. Um, And also, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, I will be covering uh, Suzume with a few uh, fellow uh, film critics, um, and that will be releasing sometime within the next, uh, the second week of April altogether, just trying to get everything together. And, and we're going to be covering Love and Death, the HBO Max limited series starring Elizabeth Olsen. We got screens for that the other day. Very excited to dive into that. I gotta, I gotta start that ASAP. It was the first seven episodes. It's awesome, but of course, we can't talk about it until you know the embargo says that we can. So we are at mercy again, uh, at mercy again by HBO slash Warner Brothers. This is crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. But um, what's out now that you can listen to really quick? You can listen to all of our The Last of Us episodes one through ten that are up on the. Um, podcast for you to listen to as well as our John Wick chapter 4 review and our Shazam Theory of the Guys review as well so with all that said thank you all for listening and remember if you enjoy the show leave us a 5 star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know I'm Christian and that was Devin signing off we'll see you guys in the next one Peace. <laughs> Classic. Love you.